0: Sean, Jay, Will, and Max—the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: Talk so much about what's going, you know, go on before the game. What about during the game? That's the question we're going to get to. KJM is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Good Year Hotline. Morning, Key. Morning, Jay.
2: What's up, man? What's going on? Stop. What do you, why are you always harassing him? No, he, he's bothering me about my, my ankles this morning oh. because no, he thinks his they're, ankles a, they're is a little ashy. ashy. Well, usually
1: at the end of the show, you're attacking him with some rolled up papers or yeah, something. He's very aggressive. But
3: why do you have to use the word attack when you refer to me? <laughs> because that's the description <laughs> that's what of what that's you not, were doing. That's what you what did to me. You get out of your chair, you roll up
1: papers, and you start swatting them at the end it's it's of it's every show. How you describe attacking. it? I would
3: describe it defending myself.
1: <laughs> I'm yeah, sitting yeah. here,
3: not even. Because the screen is not on you when you do something to me, and then all of a sudden they pan <laughs> when I come at you. See what yeah. he tries to do? My eyes are on him, though. Yes, he's just sitting there the minding
1: whole time. his business. He's just minding his just my ankles All alone. he's trying my to do is lotion do his, his ankles. ankles. Hand me your chapstick so yeah, I can put it in my ankles. All bad. Jay wants to do is lotion his ankles in peace.
3: No, because he tried to clown me one time. When I had a little, you know how you scratch and you get a little, oh, I well, know. you don't get it, but oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I actually yeah. do, as a matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> and he tried to clown me and talk about my ankles being, but I just happened to look down. You think down, I don't get dry and skin? And I them. realized he didn't have on white socks, but his ankles was white, so I oh, was Oh, you thought he had on socks? That white,
2: come on, man. man well, Jay,
3: Achilles, to tell you the
1: truth, the right one. Yes, when the he right get around one? the
3: Achilles. Yeah, I was about to say, when you get around the corner there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lines, you get the Looks like you got some baby powder on
1: there. Yeah, yeah, I can can write a K on the ankle, yeah. (laughs) But that's why he's putting lotion. You can't help it if your skin gets dry. That's why you put lotion on it.
3: No, I mean, sometimes we don't. He has not put lotion on it. And we've been here for two hours now.
1: (sighs) Oh, no, man, come
3: on. What? Come on,
1: that's,
2: yeah. we don't want that. Hey, let's not act like Y'all haven't done it before. It's too early. You're I walking, don't know. I you don't, don't have know. any lotion. You have no lubricant. Like, I don't Just to know, makes it drier, Jay. I'm not yeah, going to embarrass myself. Let me get experience. a quick look. No, gro- growing
3: up, <laughs> I didn't do that. But growing up, my, so my mom, you know, growing up poor, man, this is a different story. My mom would get the cooking oil. Oh, Lord. I know. Not... <laughs> Hey man, not you. inflammable? Stop. inflammable <laughs> walking around but, like Crisco. Hey, but you. Hey Yates, you know, growing up, and you grow up a certain way, and you gotta survive how you survive. But she would get the Crisco, yeah. not the not at the not the one that's on the stove in the back that's melted still with all the bacon grease and all that. Well, but the that's actual, good cooking oil though. The that's good, good yeah. stuff. She would get the the normal Crisco thing and put it on me, and I go off to school, face just shining, <laughs> smelling like fried chicken or something. <laughs> I I'm not lying. It's the truth. <laughs> and you know, you know, Jay, how it is. Yeah, oh, y'all know.
2: Walk around smelling like uh, the calf, cuz. Yeah, whole face <laughs> just
3: shining. What's your mama do to your face? Because she put it on you. I know. That's- you don't know no better. You six or seven years old. You know, you 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 thinking, okay, this is my mother. She knows what she's doing now that you're older. Yeah, or get old, and when you start to get in junior high and high school and stuff. You're like, nah, no, we ain't doing that. <laughs> I just to go high school. school.
2: I would <laughs> say your rap name is Little Crisco. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Are you not
4: entertained?
2: <sighs> that's the life of the party. That's, I wonder how, what that's the li- how it rolls, Max.
3: It's, yeah, that is. Yeah, man. Who would have known <laughs> that my ankle
2: would have led to Little huh? Crisco performing today?
1: Little Crisco. Well... <laughs>
2: It's to an, quote the great Sean Carter, oh, there,
1: there is no segue from that. So I'll just yeah, tell he you. Want me help you get there. It's an on-field chess match. Will it be slippery? <laughs> no, no, like no. That, Greece that makes, up in that makes New England. That makes it worse. That <laughs> makes it worse. You could say, you could say, Belichick trying to talk slick, but well, it's just all, it just it, it all makes yeah, it worse. It all makes it worse. Good segue. Um, two Super Bowl champion head coaches, like they never be able to take that away from Bruce Arians. He's one of those guys now. Yes, uh, and and. Bill Belichick, when asked about the offense, the Bucks are running with Tom Brady, said this.
4: It's the offense he's run his whole career. Well, I mean, it hasn't evolved here, but, you know, the running game is the running game. The running game is different, but the passing game is the passing game. That's pretty similar. I mean, you could call almost every play from the flare control to the protection to, you know, similar to the way we, we do it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it's
3: it. It's the same offense. It is. Gronk, you look at – Few highlights: Tampa Bay touchdown last week, Gronkowski, Not last week, the week before Gronkowski. Bam! He slams down, delays a minute, pops out Brady touchdown. We can go back and look at New England's offense from years, years. And that same play in the red zone was there, same play.
1: Now, but that now, same were the those Bucks doing plays, it early? Hold on, key. Were the Bucks doing that early last year, or was that something Brady had to phase in?
3: He came and they started doing it. He came and they started doing it, but everybody does the same thing. Everybody runs sluggle scene. Everybody runs all go. Everybody runs tosses. Everybody runs fly sweeps. If everybody everyone does runs it, the same thing, you ain't got personnel. Some,
1: <laughs> but, but why are some guys like Sean McVay yes. able to get seemingly different results if everyone's running the same thing?
3: Okay, so I'll I'll go at it away from sports. And go into your business. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks the same, mm-hmm. right? They get they got the same highlights around and different stations and stuff. But why mm-hmm. is our show better than everybody else's? Because I'm on it. Oh, jeez. Again. <laughs> One more. Can I hear the horn again? Oh, jeez. Because this was not about you, Max. It was about the shows. Oh, you asked me a question. I was just it, to answer. and <laughs> because we got good personnel, we got good producers. We don't do the same thing. We call. We call things different in the way we do our rundowns. We're not copycatting off of anybody else. We are leaders of the industry because we are at the top of the morning. Everybody follows us. That is why Sean McVay is better at doing it because he is at the leading forefront of designing plays and doing it first. Opposed to okay. doing it In other words, okay,
1: I understand what you're saying. You're you're talking about everyone does the same thing. Yes. But there's an original, Absolutely. and then there's what's derivative from the original. Absolutely, 100%. That's and, why and Bill ori- Walsh was better than everybody. Can I and jump the originals in for- are the ones who have the success, you're
2: saying. Absolutely. Let me jump in for one second. It is the same offense, but why does Bill Belichick need to say that? That's what felt like a shot. Like, that. that's like the... Because that's Bill's personality. I get it. He's consistent with who he is. But those are the little jabs that make you feel like this is a big thing because that's not well, typical no, of how Bill thing. talks, right? Of course and it's a big it, thing. It can be the same offense, but him saying, yeah, it's 100% the same thing.
3: Think, of, think about – He
2: said 100%.
3: Think about your – what was it? Your soft – you you, you play four at Duke, right? Three, three. Three. So think about your – sophomore year when they brought in the other guard after your freshman yep. year and you would have transferred to another school and then went to see Coach K again, you would have – Coach K would have been like, yeah, that little dude, we're going to do this to him. And you would have been like, yeah, I'm going to take care of Coach. It would have been personal. And so, yes, it's personal for both of them, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But on the flip side of things, what Bill Belichick is saying to us, the media, is Tom Brady – is doing the same things we did with him. He's not doing anything different except he has a different personnel. So I made that. I'm the one who made that. So give me
1: my credit, too. If the basic argument is who's the originator and who's derivative from the original, who's the copy, that determines success. That explains Belichick's comment versus this response from Bruce Arians.
5: Well, I think they copied a lot of ours, so it's probably the same. Ask them which film they watch every week. Good. They'll know. They always picked ours up and watched it. So it's the same stuff.
1: <laughs> so who's right, Key? Who's the originator?
3: Man, the truth is the truth, though. They, everybody watches everybody's stuff. When I was in Tampa Bay, everybody tried to cap copy Tampa 2. Mm-hmm. They tried it. It didn't work. Because we had Derek Brooks. We had Johnny Lynch and Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice and Greg Spires and Boogie
1: McFarland. Wait, now Nobody saying, can do that. Hold on. Let's,
3: and we had the main guy behind it, which was Tony Dungy. So
1: let's slow up for a second. On the one hand, there's who is originating, right? Yes. And on the other hand, are you saying that if you—because even original, originators of ideas take good ideas from other originators, right? Yes. And expand on it. You, but you have to have the personnel— so the original, or if you're going to be derivative, you better have the personnel to run it. Is that what you're saying? Yes,
3: and guess what New England didn't have last year? The, the personnel.
1: personnel.
3: They didn't have the personnel. They were still trying to run some of the same stuff, but then that wasn't working. So you
1: agree with both coaches that they each took stuff
3: from each other? 100%. Anybody that's coaching football or play football that will sit there and tell you that they're not stealing from each other is a damn lie. Is lying. Man, it's lying. Slug old is Slug. Everybody runs it. Everybody runs
2: certain things. They all run draws, paint, nickel. They call but it something different. That goes back to my point, though, Key. Like, if you won six Super Bowls, obviously there's something that's underneath Bill Belichick about proving to people that, yeah, they're running the same thing we ran, like, to try to give himself credit for saying, I made Tom Brady. Like, that's but, fine. But, like, but why, do you even, that. why do you even need to say that?
3: Because that's, just, that's, who, that's that, just what they that's, that's the case though. If you're telling me
2: everybody, it. that's, that's like I saying that's like saying I ran a high volume pick and roll when I was in college. When I got to the NBA, we ran no pick and roll, right? Any smart coach would say this guy was successful at running pick and PNRs. We're gonna put in high volume PNRs because that's what he was successful no, at doing. What, like but, it makes sense, but for somebody to say that publicly is letting you know how they feel. You about think, that player and that coach.
3: You got to think about when Tom Brady was a free agent and he was seeking to find another team. He went to a team that did something similar to what he was doing in New England. So his learning curve would be at a minimum. Of course. He didn't have to learn a lot. Of course. Because Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich did the same things in Arizona. Bruce did principles in Pittsburgh. They probably did some of the same stuff in Indy to a degree. Everybody kind of does the same things. They call it at times differently. Maybe they use certain things on second and third down that, they, that New England uses on first and second down. But it's the same stuff. You're just calling it different. That's all. So it's a chess
2: game. It's a mental chess it's game. It's a chess game. I'm, I'm saying Sean, I see what you do.
1: Jay, Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN News Series, XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance with more than 30 unique coverage options available. Progressive knows small business. Learn more at progressivecommercial.com. We get more on this game in South Bend with the coach of the eighth-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats as they head to South Bend. Good morning, Coach Luke Fickle.
5: How we doing, guys? What's up, Luke? What's up, Coach? <laughs> I see someone's got a little energy over there. That's good. Uh, yeah. The, you know, the, football, the former football player, I should F- say, right?
3: Fire, fired up, ready to go. I couldn't wait to talk. He Good. actually recruited my nephew to Ohio State. Is that right? Yes.
5: Yeah. Luke. I was wondering if you were going to be able to bring that up. Yeah. I remember you being at a practice a bit, too. So Yeah, um, of course. He's doing to, make, well, obviously.
3: Yeah, I had to make sure y'all did the right thing by him. You know, coming all the way from the <laughs> West Coast
1: to all the way back to the Midwest, East Coast, I had to make sure that Coach Fickle and them took care the of him. He just talking about how the West Coast has to recruit the West Coast players, the whole thing, your own family heading east well and you're supporting it in the whole thing
3: that's because coach fickle knew what to do he got he got the job done <laughs> much like he's getting the job done in cincinnati speaking of that coach uh what's been what's what has it been like for you this week uh getting prepared to to take on the iris i mean it's a big game for you a lot is on the line what's it been like
5: well it's kind of crazy just be because the community here of Cincinnati has been a probably a really big Notre Dame following group and uh so outside of just our walls I think you're you're hearing a lot everybody's traveling talking about traveling to the game and things and I kind of want to ask them okay you're traveling to the game but what uh what exact colors will you be wearing but uh there's a lot of interest in it obviously it's been like that for for a couple mm-hmm. years and it just happens to be uh obviously a year that both of us are ranked in the top 10 so I think it's uh it's, it's a great buzz, not just for our program, but for the entire community and city.
2: Coach, what, what would a win not only mean for this team, but also for Group of Five's chances to finally get a team in the college football playoffs?
5: Well, uh, really, a win would be, mean we would be 4-0. Um, <laughs> and, you know, for us, we try not to look at it that much different. I think one of the unique things with the program is we've never, since the day we got here, we kind of eliminate that different group's uh in in league kind of the p5 type of thing we kind of eliminated that from our entire verbiage and from our vocabulary because we wanted to say well there's nothing different now we all understand there's there's some differences and not just with the league but in in revenues and things like that but if we allow our kids to understand it's something different then they'll be looked at you know they'll look at themselves as different and, and sometimes is to have an excuse and a crutch if things don't go well so we know it's huge um We know it's huge not just for for our program, but obviously for this team that's come a long way. And, you know, a lot of these guys like a Desmond Ritter who've been through a lot of stuff from year one where it was we could barely win one or two games to you know where he's taken us and given us the opportunity to be now. Coach,
1: what would a a win mean for, you know, the group of five's chances to finally get a team in the college football playoffs?
5: Well, you know, it's a long season. And I know we all, everybody likes to talk about those things, but the reality is no matter what, call us a group of five team, call uh, anybody that I'd say is not a top 10, top five program over history needs to have signature wins in order to get in. And I'm not going to pinpoint other people, but as we look at the playoffs in general, it's been basically five or six teams and then a wild card every year. And whether it's us at Cincinnati or UCF a few years ago in Some people in the Big Ten, some people in the SEC, some people in the Pac-12. I mean, if they're going to get in, there has to be signature wins. Somebody in the SEC is going to have to beat Alabama or Georgia if they want to get in. Someone in the ACC is legitimately not just going to have to be undefeated, but they're going to have to beat Clemson in order to get in. And, you know, for us this year happens to be that, you know, uh, Notre Dame's on the schedule. It's it's kind of matches up really well. And if there's any chance in the future, you've got to have those signature wins, and that's what this uh, this would be for us. Mm-hmm. Coach, your
3: bones were made on the defensive side of the ball, obviously ex-linebacker and, and, and all, and your defense has been pretty outstanding this year while Notre Dame's offense has struggled to some degree, right? How does your team get them off the field to avoid, you know, big, long
5: stretches and drives of that nature? That's going to be the key. You know, I, I, the, the way they have played, I mean, they've got big play capability, but I think still um, what Coach Kelly has done there in the last few years, when I mean, you really hear him talk about not playing some of those big games is, is limiting sometimes the, the possessions on the other side of the ball, controlling the ball. They've done a really good job over the last three or four years of doing that. And I think that's where going into the game uh, we've got to do a really good job on defense and not just you know eliminating points and eliminating big plays but eliminating those long drives so that we can make sure we can get the opportunities back for our offense to try to create some of that momentum because we're a team that feeds off of one another we're not a uh, solely an offensive based team or a defensive based team we're one that you know we really got to play that uh, complementary football and defensively what that means is you got to get guys off the field and not allow those 10, 12, 14-play drives.
3: On well, the offensive side of the ball, you know, obviously Notre Dame Stadium can get loud at times when they get to rocking and rolling. And and uh, Desmond Ritter was saying that the your OC in Mike Dimbrock who actually coached at Notre Dame, kind of has an understanding of what that stadium can be about, uh, just basically said that, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be loud for too long uh, so he's kind of giving some warning signs. What are you doing in terms of preparation for that?
5: Well, you haven't been to our practice yet. I know you were. You came to a few practices there in Columbus, but uh, in general, everything that we do is loud. You know, whether it's our weight room, whether it's uh, practice, whether for home games or away games. By nature, we've done a lot of that stuff. Um, so yeah, again, yeah, you use the crowd noise things. You use the music. Um, the reality is I don't think you can allow, we, we probably overdid it going into the Indiana game two weeks ago and it really kind of slowed us down offensively. And uh, so in some ways we've, you know, you've got your silent counts, you've got your, your signals and things like that. Um, but we don't want to get too much out of our game. If we have to adapt and adjust in, in the midst of a game, we will, uh, whether it's with the silent cadence, whether it's with tapping the, you know, the center before they're going to snap the football. Um, if it means we have to huddle a little bit, we will, but, we really want to kind of make sure that we can get ourselves in the rhythm. We expect it to be loud. Um, we want it to be loud. I guess that's the environment we love to play in. Uh, but I don't think we can allow it, you know, in our preparation to take us out of, our, of what we need to do.
3: So, Coach Fickle, man, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm here, and, and, and I know I don't want to be a distraction, nor do I want this conversation to be a distraction for your team. But how have you handled your name floating around a potential vacancy out west where there's a pretty beach and a lot of sand and gorgeous trees (laughs) and all of the popular things that people like in the world, and that would be a possible opening at USC, and your name's floating around as one of the candidates. How have you handled that with your team this week going into the Notre Dame game?
5: Well, the good thing is, is we've been very fortunate in the last three years because of what we put on the field and the players that we've got it's given us an opportunity, whether it's me or a lot of our other coaches to have, you know, opportunities after the season, um, you know, for other jobs and things like that. And and we've kind of embraced it as a program we've had actually this year, we've had a, a few guys that were, you know, approached about leaving early, you know, two years ago, we had a, we had a, we had a running back leave early. So I kind of look at it in the same realm as those guys are. I said, Hey, it's a, it's a, anytime those things are brought up, whether it's a junior to leave early, whether it's a coach, myself, for something else, we look at is it's a that's a great compliment to the program. Mm. It's what we have done on the field um, that gives us all these opportunities, and we want to be we want them to be out there because mm. if we're having success, if Desmond Ritter is doing a great job, Luke Fickle is going to get a lot of the success. He's going to get talked about, and there's going to be other opportunities. Um, you know, so we kind of embrace them to say, hey, this is what the program is going to going to bring us. As long as we continue to have success, we don't dwell upon them. We really don't allow them to kind of distract us from what we've got to do, um, but we kind of embrace the idea that with success, success is going to give a lot of us a lot other opportunities. Um, but we got to make sure we focus on each other right now.
3: That's, That's correct. The California beaches are nice.
1: Luke Fickle, Cincinnati <laughs>
5: head football coach.
1: Saturday number his number eight Cincinnati at number nine Notre Dame. Thank you, coach. Good All good right, luck, Luke. Coach.
5: Good luck. Hey, thanks for having me, guys.
1: All uh, right. Luke Fickle brought to you by Eckrich Smoked Sausage, the real MVP of any tailgate. Pick it up at your local grocer. All right, look, we all know we can't wait for the, the pats and the Bucks. That's the main event this weekend. And um, the man who made that statement in New England is next, Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80.
0: Oh! Oh, I got the perfect suit on for that.
1: Oh, they, that's why the choice of music. I'm sure the great Bart Scott joins us on set, Who giving the straight Ralph? talk.
0: You be Ralph. You be Ralph.
1: Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. Good morning, Bart.
0: What up, Keyshawn, the dude that never really had a verse. What's the day, dude with the box, the little high top, Ronnie? Not Ronnie. Ronnie and the other dude. They never, they never had their own verse.
2: He was just the backup. Yeah, he was just the backup because he, because he had the eyes and yeah. he had the hands. He was just yeah. talking to them. Let me, Ronnie, Bobby, if I, if was, let me tell you something. If I if I Let me tell you something though. had to be the lead singer. Oh, right. Right. Come on, come on, All right. No, let, singer. Let, me, let me tell you something. Come on, Eddie Kane. He cannot
0: be the lead singer.
3: Let me tell you something. Burt, not Bart. <laughs> what?
0: I can't take this. If serious. I
3: was the backup dude,
0: uh-huh.
3: oh, I'm gonna get more than you ever thought you would ever as a lead singer. It wouldn't even oh, oh, be Oh,
0: that. Okay, okay, JT.
3: No, it it J, be, JT for the five it heartbeats. It wouldn't even be like that. I'm just Still, telling you. Still putting that same. You'll be the lead singer, you'll be the lead singer, and everybody'll be coming over there to me, man. Bro,
0: now with them skinny jeans on. Stand
2: the rain. I never thought I would say yeah. this. Can we get back to football, please? <laughs> Why are you hating, Jay? I'm not hating. I just want to make you, sure we all you, keep you our You know jobs what you tomorrow. are, though, Jay. You like a, you like. I, a, I'm 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 y'all manager. That's no, what you, I am. You like if y'all the, the singers. I'm the manager. You like. We got to make sure you, you we Robert keep Townsend? the money right. You're Robert you Robert like like Thomas a the new kid contract. You like a kid. I wrote kid, this Jay?
3: In five part harmony. Five part harmony. You like a kid that got a new friend over and you want to show out. So like your mom used to tell me. You tell, you tell us, you show out in front of your friends. You, yeah, that's what you – you, get, get, you get bored in here
2: and you want to show out. You know better than that boy. I know who and – first off, you ain't going to ever call me boy on national TV and radio again. <laughs> I will chop off your knees. <laughs> Secondly, you, you don't talk a, to my mama, hey. so let's stop with that, too. You already got a tourniquet on that. And third, leg. can we get back to football, Max? Please, before a fight breaks you out talk on this You a little new addition. You already so got some. a tourniquet on that leg. Hey, little, see, little see, guy see, over there. Hey, little Crisco. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I think we have some answers.
0: You already uh, got a tourniquet on that leg, them skinny jeans. Hey. Man, what's your – man, what? <laughs> Man, that boy got stretch pants. You know the pants. What's wrong with my jeans? Man, them things tight, bro. Max, please. You're going to lose circulation.
1: You got (laughs) him, Bart. Why why are you defending yourself? You don't defend, you you know. You got you defending yourself. drive the show and be quiet, please. No, you you got you defending yourself.
2: Bart, your thought on uh, these explosive (laughs) comments in Seth Wickersham's book?
0: i tell you what, man, Chef is – anybody that's plugged is uh, Seth Wickersham. You know what I mean? You talk about even going back when he said that it was, you know, some, some, um, some turbulence going on. It was some turbulence going on when they said that Tom Brady could leave the Patriots, right? You know, he's, he's plugged more than anybody. And I know that people are saying – and Bill Belichick wanted to deflect and say, hey, well, these are coming from third, fourth sources. But he's talking about emails. He's talking about taxes – Meet up Texas – you know what I mean? So it's going to be important to see when this book comes out. You know, Bill Belichick's already deflecting, but eventually it's all when the smoke is fired. And he's been head, head on, you know, the last couple of years.
3: Max, what do you think about the book, though? Because I don't think, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't think you really said much about the book the last couple of days.
1: Well, I haven't read it, but from what oh, I've heard. The, yeah. this, this is what I think about the book, period. This seems like a situation to me uh-huh. where the more we find out, the more we're going to find out, It is exactly what we all thought it was from afar, like Mm -hmm. exactly because if you've lived on the earth long enough, you don't even need to know exactly the details, you know, two people work together that long, had that much success, Mm -hmm. the whole world saying, is it more this guy or that guy, Bill Belichick, a certain way of doing things, Brady kind of grew up with that, born into that system, grew up with it called the GOAT, wants to know if there's another way. It's it's everything we thought it was. But I wonder, like, what's in there that we
3: not getting yet. Like, the, like it's something like one of them well, pages somewhere. Well, well, like, well, that's like
2: the teaser,
0: you know what I mean? Well, even when you think about, you know, the reports about how Tom Brady got rid of uh, Jimmy G and how that created a, a, a rift between ownership because it looked like, you know, it used to be the order was Bill... Tom and then it seemed like t- uh, Tom started going above Bill's head and it caused a rift. Right. And, and, and you talk about the power play. I mean, what he got back for Jimmy G wasn't proper compensation for a team that saw him as their franchise quarterback. Right. So you talk about, you know, the power struggle and we talk about, you know, Tom Brady becoming a man. You hear about the reports of a girl, like he never stopped talking to him like he was a little kid. At some point you got to put the same level of respect on my name that everybody else is calling me to goat. I got you six championships I'm giving you a break. Yeah. And we here, we here with Russell Wilson, right? I'm taking less money, and this is what you're going on to get me? like. And it's, it's, it's ironic that when they leave, you look how stacked and how much money Bill spent to go get all these weapons for Mac Jones, but you failed to go get those same type of weapons and surround Tom Brady well, with the well, Bill weapons. Would say,
1: weapons. Bill would say, because we, we did get a discount on Tom, but we had to pay him a lot of money still, so now we got a cheap young quarterback. But $25, but $25 million but not, but isn't not, a lot. But,
3: but $25 million... Is a lot when Tom was getting that twenty five million.
0: No, because at that time, at that time, uh, Aaron Rodgers was making thirty six million. So that's ten million dollars in oh, cap space.
3: It a great space.
1: deal, but it's still tw- you but, could take twenty five million, spread it around.
3: But then again, you know, and I know Bart and Jay knows, and Max knows to a degree. Just because the number says twenty five, it's about it's about a real cash. But it's it's
0: about about accounting because they could have gave him they could have gave him an extension. Where have we ever seen a franchise quarterback become a lame duck coach uh, quarterback that's going to play out their contract? They could have gave him a five year extension with dummy money and prorated it and brought the cap number down if they wanted to.
3: Green Bay right now. Green Bay, right? You now, know what? Bart, well he well
0: he negotiated that, right? Because that wasn't what it was. He had two years, two more well, years that Brady
3: negotiated the same thing. And we act like we sitting around here though in all honesty, and I'm not defending Belichick or the New York Patriots. I don't give a damn. But we act like they just didn't win a championship three seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking
1: but, about <laughs> that's like what crazy. what Bart is referring to, I I believe, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, is the fact that Brady's not there anymore, right? And it seems to me, Bart, and I agree with this analysis of yours. You've been saying this for a while. I see yeah. it the same way. When you're having success, Brady will put up with certain things. At a certain point, you're not drafting anybody for me. Right. Then I'm giving up some dough to put players right. around me. You're not spending my money right. right. At a certain point, I'm out of here. You're right. not
0: giving me what I need. But you know you know what? The straw that broke the camel's back was when they got destroyed at home by Tennessee, by Rabel, who
3: out New England. Well, New he England was already on his way out. The, but the he was going to kill the reports, Harry. The reports was couple of years in advance that Brady was getting fed up with it. I understand, like Max was saying, 20 years. At some point, though, there's going to be some stuff there. Brady's yeah. issues started several years ago, not mm-hmm. just the year that they lost to Tennessee of course. in the divisional round. Because
0: yeah, he said he wanted to play to 45, and they didn't believe that he could. Now, nobody thought he could.
3: No, but, they but, already, but he proved them wrong. They was going to give him a contract. They were going to give him a two-year deal. He just wanted to explore other avenues and options out there in Tampa Bay was the best. Tampa Bay's option versus what we saw New England put on the field last year. It's not even a close. It's not even nothing to talk about. But but it's a bill problem. What
2: do you think about this matchup, though? Who do you favor? Kid and I were talking about earlier. He thinks it's going to be a dud. I think it's going to be a blowout. What do you think?
0: I think it's going to be a blowout. Listen, because, listen – we talk about great players are habitual line-steppers. They, they internalize and personalize everything, right? So he, he's already created the separation by winning a championship. So he's proven that he can win a championship without you. Now everybody's talking about that's the next you. You know, just like when, it's just like what Jay-Z say. Okay, today, okay, you created me, create another me and, and, and bill Sean and, and bill's trying to act like and bill's trying to act like he you know created him so he's like do it again right that ain't me and I'm gonna show you it ain't me and you know how it is key you know how it is when players go back and they got beef and just think what Tom Brady has done. For for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and how he changed the narrative for them. They gonna go out and they're gonna try and get mac and cheese up out of there because they wanna make sure that they belabor the point that, hey, ain't no next Tom Brady coming. He's one of of a of, of a kind.
3: See, the thing, the thing on the creation side, he created, I created. That's why I that's why to me it's gonna be a dud. Mm-hmm. Is because Bill created Tom Brady. And that it's not science in the broom and all that, but he essentially Groomed him Mm -hmm. to become Tom Brady. He found him. He believed in him. He did all of those things. Yeah. Tom Brady didn't groom and find Bill Belichick in that defensive system. Okay. They know a lot as far as I, from what I would think, they know way more about Tom's strengths and weaknesses (laughs) than. Can they execute it? But can they execute it? That's at the end, true. Because at that's the end true.
0: of the day, Bill, listen, Tom Brady's been within that system. He knows the weaknesses and the philosophies of that oh, defense. But you don't think no to, of that defense, right? He to, know Matt Patricia. He know what Matt Patricia likes to do. That's not
3: the same, no.
1: though. We have to break. We have to pay same. some bills. But I think Bart's. He ain't point, got nothing to do. Stick around. Look, mullet head. Man. You to stick around? There. You want to stick around? What else? Because you got? because your point, Bart's point about. The fact that if you oh, you created me, create another one. Those two things are not at odds, actually. Key, when you're saying I created you, you're saying I created an atmosphere where you could become you. That doesn't mean if right. you create that atmosphere, you can make another Tom Brady. Exactly. It just meant that that was important for Matt Tom Matt Brady. Matt Castle
0: wasn't that. Jimmy G wasn't
3: that. Hoyer the Destroyer well, wasn't Matt that. Jarrett, Jarrett
1: Stidham Matt, wasn't Matt, that. Matt Castle did go 11-5. and five. Yeah, We're did asking. he win somewhere else and couldn't play? Dead. We're asking. I think Bart has other things to do. But hopefully. What
0: else he got? I'm going to get up. That's yeah, why exactly. I got a suit on. That's
1: why I got my. You want to a suit on for the radio?
0: No, I just came over for during a break. What time? You got to go back to We're and get asking
1: up. on the Dr. Pepper call in line. You need to say ESPN 7 two. I got my Can't Wait Same thing you did in football, didn't Here's know what the question. All right. Outside of Patriots Bucks, what's the game of the week in the NFL? One of the games in the le- in the league's. Well, all right. Anyway. <laughs>
4: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast.
1: We're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, outside of Pats and Bucks, game of the week in the NFL. James in Texas, what's the game of the week in the NFL outside of Pats and Bucks?
5: The game of the week is going to be the Dallas Cowboys versus the Carolina Panthers, and not for the reason that people would think. I think it's going to be a a defensive show out to find out which defense is for real the Dallas Cowboys defense have gone against three top tier offenses and have looked pretty good and I think they're going to look insane against the Carolina Panthers
1: Mm -hmm. that's interesting from a defensive standpoint and also for the Panthers because they really the only team they've played really is the Saints, and there were extenuating circumstances with COVID on the coaching staff. That's interesting, Key, but the both it's a test for both defenses.
3: I, I, was just, I was just about to say that it's a test for both teams, not even the defense. It's just both teams. Although the Cowboys have had good showings, and we certainly have, have seen them take care of business, beat up on the Eagles, take care of business in LA against the Chargers, take the Bucks down to the wire. But the way that this game will be played and how it plays out will tell you a lot about both teams. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's one of those uh, dominant performance on defense, but then all of a sudden a field goal wins it in the end, or if all of a sudden Carolina's just dicing and slicing up the defense of the, of the Cowboys now, things will look different, or, or vice versa. This is going to tell you
2: about both of these teams a lot. I know who Dak is. I'm not sure I know exactly who Sam Darnold is. That's fair. And, and, and Sam Darnold without Christian McCaffrey and this type of magnitude of a game, take away that, that play option, that, that's going to be intriguing if a game gets into a shootout. Right? Just Because I know what Dak brings to the table. We'll find out a ton about Sam Darnold
1: in this I, game. You, I think when I think of like who is it more, who are we going to find out more about, I really think it's the Panthers. They, they have two wins that don't tell me a lot about them. And actually, the Saints win doesn't tell me a lot about them either. I don't know about the Panthers. I feel like after this last week, I know about Dallas. They compete with the best teams. It could go either way. And if you're not one of the best teams, they could beat up on you. I don't know about Carolina here. We're going to find out. And without Christian McCaffrey, you're right, Jay. You'll know about both of these teams. Like, like we want to
3: find out about both of them. But in terms of importance, this game is more important for the Cowboys mm-hmm. than it is The Panthers, because the Cowboys are going to win their division. They're going to win it. Looks that way. They're they're going to to win the division. But they want to stay pace on getting that first round. Carolina's not getting the first round by. They want to stay and get that first round by or that second seed and be able to be at the top with the big dogs. You know, it's been coming and waiting. Carolina, based on 3-0, are kind of ahead of schedule. Where Dallas is right on schedule. And they can't afford to take a back, you know, go backwards, because at that point in time, they will now be showing everybody exactly, oh, well, here we go again.
1: Carolina, a little surprising so far. Dallas, okay, finally, this team showed up that we thought was going to show up these last couple years. Alito and Manhattan on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. What's up, Alito?
3: Lido, La Lido, Lido, hello, Lido,
0: La Lido, 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 hey, Lido, hello, hey,
1: hey what guys. up,
2: gentlemen? Good morning. I I I listen to you guys every single morning, and I just wanted to just call in and just let you know that you guys and I'm serious about this. I love listening to you guys. I love the banter. I love the conversation. Um, you know, it gives us it gives me life every single morning. So, but I just I, I just I wish you guys were like had that slap from five to eight in the morning. You know, because you know you know it gets me going in the morning and and I just, I just kind of don't have that feeling when I wake up at five in the morning. So I just kind of wish you guys had that like five to eight spot. And uh, I, I had a quick question about um, Marcus Strong. Where do you guys think he's going to land next year? Well, first of all, so you try
1: to get us
3: up yeah, at two not, in the morning. Yeah, i already wake two? up early, man. I appreciate the get 5 to 8, but I 3:30 in the morning. Nah, uh-uh, they could play something from yesterday, <laughs> the day before. Run it said, back. yeah, run so, it back, man. I, <laughs> if anything not has to be in the 7 slot,
1: <laughs> give me like, an extra hour. He's
3: like 5 to 8, we need to wake up at
1: 3. Do you, like, uh, do you yeah, know, no. like to, okay. Do you know what happens on a Sunday night on a Monday night? All the games almost have been great, right? And you're up till like midnight. And you know, you know, oh, alarms going off at three thirty, or, or if you're watching the Dodgers, who start at ten thirty at night. Yeah, oh, oh, those we, West Coast. We got games. a dream job. Oh. We talk
2: about sports. We like to work. Let's go. We, we are
1: all right. Uh, no doubt. I'm saying we all right. I'm saying it's hard getting up. Yeah, at 3.30 in the morning.
2: It's all right, but there are other grinds out there, way worse. Yeah, no question, I, not, way I, worse. I, I'm not complaining about yep. my
3: job. I will wake up at one thirty in the morning to do it if I need to. But right. but eventually, he hopes I'm he doesn't going to, have to, to wake up at 1.30 in the morning to <laughs> do it. Eventually. So Greg, executives in, are listening. You position know what I'm talking.
1: Greg in Lake Tahoe. You're on with Keyshawn J. Max, the ESPN Radio.
3: All right, all right, gentlemen. The game of the week has to be out here on the west side is the best side. you got the L.A. Chargers in the new stadium. I don't know if they're going to pop their powder blues, but Justin Herbert could be
2: an upstart, real type of MVP caliber player if he yeah. comes in and do something with the Raiders. And then on the other half, you got the Raider mystique back on Monday night. This could be a change into the guard out west. The Raiders go for no. We brought it, brought it, bout it, bout it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's going to be a good one, too. The problem with that stadium, though, is this going to be a Raiders stadium. That charges Chargers might have 10,000 people what in the to building. That's what I
1: want to ask. In the I... whole building, though, Max, they might have 10,000 people. Number one team in L.A. is the Lakers, right? Then number, you could argue one... about... Number Lakers, one, Lakers, Dodgers, Dodgers, Raiders, SC. I no, would Raiders, say Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. Okay, USC. but okay. So that's where I'm getting. So Raiders, right? I get the feeling this year they opened the new stadium in Vegas, mm-hmm. and the and and the Rams and Chargers mm-hmm. are ascending with exciting, especially Herbert the quarterback. Do you get the feeling like that is starting to come well, closer now? Let me
3: go back again.
1: Lakers. Yep. Dodgers. Clearly.
3: Raiders well, and Rams are probably tied yeah, right now. Yeah, that's what
1: I'm saying. Tied, tied and, right now, probably 50-50 For split. the first time ever, I feel like people are starting to care about the Chargers in L.A. I have still not They're
3: they still, they still behind USC football.
1: No doubt. So they like no it, doubt. they're like like in the fifth, sixth slot. No doubt, but I'm saying, do you sense that they're rising?
3: Not really. I, feel I like think, they you are. know what
1: I think it is? I think it's the San Diego
3: fan base starting to gravitate and mm-hmm. accept the fact that they're never coming they're never, back. They're not going the back. The
0: season's here. Not going back.
1: Fans are in the stands. It's Best open never games back. outside of New England, including one Super Bowl champion quarterback trying to avoid something he's never done in his career. Next, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live
3: weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on
4: ESPN Radio.